Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you with me. And, uh, uh, you know, we try to keep you up to date on a wide variety of topics here at ExaCoach Radio. Uh, we know that you're contemplating uh, exiting your business someday. Uh, you're looking at succession planning. But one of those key things is keeping up with what's new so that your business is attractive to a potential business buyer or uh, leaving it in good shape for those that you're leaving the business to if you're doing a, a family business succession plan. And one of those areas that's very important is technology. And today we're fortunate to have with us uh, Michael Karoff of Karoff Communications. He's been with us before. Uh, he's the president of that organization based in San Diego. And we're going to talk about uh, one of his favorite topics, which is websites and SEO that rock. So, uh, Michael, welcome once again. A pleasure to have you with me, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Bill. Great to be here. Always, uh, always a pleasure. You know, we had a lot of great comments to our last discussion and interview, uh, Mike and uh, Michael. And the uh, the key here is is that there's there's things that people try to do on their own with technology because they're like, well, I, I can figure that out. But there's really a, a, a science and, more importantly, a changing uh, landscape to what works and what doesn't out there. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, who you are, what, you've, uh, what your career has been all about, and what brought you to this, uh, this stage of life with Kerof Communications. Absolutely. Well, this this story really started um, many years ago with with Fender Musical Instruments when I produced a magazine for them for the first eight years called Fender Frontline, and that really trained me in how to use text and graphics to communicate with people and to motivate them. So that parlayed pretty naturally into doing the same thing with websites, and that's why I think my approach is a lot more grounded than than many of the people doing it because it came from a tradition of print that goes back 500 years old. And a lot of the, the things that work in, in print and different kinds of advertising also work online. It's just You have to tweak them for the medium, but the, the principles still exist. Makes sense. I mean, you, first is understanding your audience and then crafting your message to, to uh, tell them kind of what they want to hear but not give it all away, I guess, and then and bring them to... Uh, whatever it is, uh, make a phone call in the case of a magazine or go go into a store or in this case, click on something that leads to a potential, uh, um, you know, more information or a relationship or, or a purchase, right? Exactly, yes. 
So in the big world of of online advertising and um, uh, optimizing, you know, standing out in a sea of of sameness, that's the big problem out here. Um, There are various ways that people can get people to take notice of them and then click on whatever their offering is and hopefully lead again towards a relationship or towards a purchase or sale. Uh, What are some of the the most um, prevalent ways for that to happen these days. Well, the the way I want to focus on it today, because there's it's such a broad subject, you know, you, it would take hours to cover it. But is specifically what we call PPC, which stands for pay per click advertising. And of course, as usual, the 800 pound gorilla in the field is Google. So we're going to focus on how they do it. Um, but basically. There's a kind of a misconception that nobody clicks on paid ads. They're going to go to the the sort the sort of organic listings that appear, and that's actually a, a big misconception. There are billions of clicks on the paid ads, and the advantage is is that you have much more control over what shows and what happens in your paid ads than you do in your free or organic search listings, and so because of that, you're able to really target more effectively using the the paid portion than the free portion. And that's what I want to talk about today is kind of how that targeting works and how, as a client, you can work with your agency to make it more effective. Yeah, okay, well, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, when I think, you know, back, I'm a a dinosaur when it comes to uh, technology, and uh, but I, I try to stay current. And I remember, you know, uh, several years ago, there were a variety of different ways, and everybody was like, "Well, which one works better?" And everybody's answer was, "Well, nobody knows yet. It's <laughs> it's new. It's all new. We're trying different things." And now we have the benefit of being uh, years in the future here from from where we started. And so, what you're saying is that pay per click has proven itself to be a, a a known winner out there, right? And so, a lot of people would say, "Well, it seems easy. I can do it myself." But it, you're, you get much better results, from what I understand from you, by by working with a professional. So, what's the advantage of a pay-per-click professional versus a, a do-it-yourself approach? Absolutely, there are several, but the main thing is that it has gotten so complicated with what you can do that it's like it's like saying, well, why should I go to a, a financial professional to manage my investments? I can just go to E-Trade. Yeah, you can. You can go and you can easily throw out your money, but because you don't have the experience and know the entire process, you're not going to do nearly as well as a professional. And it's the same situation in pay-per-click. The things that we can control, um, how the ad appears, where the ad appears, on what devices, what time, what keywords are used to find it, um, and then things about the people looking at the ads, their age, their gender, their household income. There are so many pieces of data that can factor into how the program works that unless you're an expert, you can't possibly know what they are, let alone how best to utilize them. And that's where it comes in that we often are somewhat at odds with clients and we have to educate them in the sense that they want to control it. Well, show me how it works. I want to, I want to tell you what should be in the ad. I want to tell you what the keyword should be. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. We look at it from a purely data-driven point of view 
And so we're able to dispassionately stand back and use the system and the power of the system to provide the best results. But if you try to come in from the outside and poke at a little piece of it, again, to go back to the analogy with the investments, it's like you hired an investment professional and then you said, well, I don't think we're invested in enough steel companies. I want to, I want to buy steel companies. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you're jumping into an entire system that's an interlocking algorithm and, and you're just taking one piece of it and saying, I want to tweak this. And so you throw the whole process off. And that's what we've been seeing and trying to, we've been trying to educate our clients into, into trusting that to look at the end product, not, not the methodology so much. Look at your sales results and the improvement in what's happening on your end instead of saying we want to jump in and, and get involved in the process. Well, and I think you're, you're hitting on something very important, and that is that you know, we've all heard of the pace of change, uh, the acceleration of the pace of change in, in areas, especially technology. Well, in, in this particular instance, think of all of the changes that have happened that have allowed for, for pinpoint laser-like um, uh, adaptation to you know, who's – who exactly, like you said, you just you clicked off very easily uh, maybe 10 different demographic or, or psychographic or uh, uh, other types of, of measurements of who you're going after. And that's all been changing on a, on a you know, call it a weekly basis um, for, for many years now. So the, the opportunity, uh, people have been sorted into many more um, marketing uh, stratifications or bins, if you will, than than ever before, and so you can really uh, pinpoint that. But if I was a mechanic and I was used to working on 1972 Chevys, and all of a sudden a Tesla rolls in, I've got a whole different world in front of me. Good analogy, Bill. I like that one. Can I steal it? Sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So. So you've got that going, and, and so you're, you know, people like yourself are in that world. You keep up with it. People like me, I walk into Best Buy every six months just to see what, what the new refrigerators can do that the old ones couldn't do. You know, that kind of, <laughs> it's like we're catching it every so often, but it, it's changing, and it's, it's, if you're not keeping up with that stratification, you're really running behind. So what can clients expect from, from pay-per-click, things like Google Ads? They can expect two things, and this is, this is, I think, is something we try to explain to people in the beginning of, of what to expect, as you say. One thing is, is that there is no magic bullet. The best thing they can get is a slow, steady improvement in their results, whether that means more inquiries, leading to more sales, uh, more customer retention. Whatever the metrics we're looking at, they're going to slowly increase over time. That's one thing. The other thing is that pay-per-click, like any other marketing strategy, doesn't live in a vacuum. It's just one portion of an entire program. And the best thing clients can do for us is keep us up to date on the other things they're doing. Are they doing email campaigns? Did they do a new brochure? Did they go to a Mm -hmm. trade show? Let us know so that we can work that into our calculations and work with them to enhance both sides, the pay-per-click and the offline marketing they're doing. Yeah, the really good point. It, integrating with what what else they're doing, I would imagine your your kind of getting to know a client checklist has gotten much longer uh, over over the years. You know, the other thing is that um, is it important uh, to have 
many messages based on your many um, potential um, uh, markets out there. That, that actually brings up an interesting point. We're always trying to balance, as you say, tailoring, let's say, messages to different people to spreading ourselves too thin and splitting apart too much. It's one of the dangers in especially pay-per-click. Yes, you can reach you know, a huge amount of markets, but if you put a small enough amount of resources into each one, none of them are going to work. So what we try to do is calculate how many different segments can we reach based on the market conditions and the client's budget. And sometimes you just pick one or two and say we have to pick mm -hmm. the most important ones and start there and build it up. Yeah, let's go deep on this one. And, and uh, back to product metrics. I mean, generally, the, the best advice is go deep with one product before you introduce a new product. So I guess that, that would also come out in, in this marketing strategy. But the, the other uh, area that I think about a lot is that, you know, it used to be um, you put out, like you said, you know, one, one magazine ad. You didn't, you didn't have six different ads for um, to try to, you know, if it was one particular magazine. You didn't have five different ads in the yellow pages. You tried to tailor it to reach the broad market, the general market. Broad, in, in radio, the term was broadcasting, and now the topic is, or now the, um, the strategy is narrowcasting or trying to figure mm -hmm. out, you know, who, who's your market, who's your marketplace, what's your topic, and who does it really relate to. And sometimes you need to... To, to do a couple of different campaigns to catch those different target but pinpointed marketplaces, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's very frustrating for clients because they may have 10 things they want to address, and you, can, you said, look, your budget allows for two. Let's pick the most important ones. And mm -hmm. that, that kind of leaving things off the table is, is very challenging. I'm sure you appreciate as business owner as do I how difficult that is when there's something you want to get out there and you can't because of resources. Right, right. And and yeah, typically you would say, well let's just let's just spread it, uh, you know, try to catch different marketplaces and uh what I hear you you saying is that, you know, if you're 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 missing the point if you're trying to go back to the yellow pages era and just spread your message across all marketplaces, you're going to probably fail, especially Consumers are being more and more conditioned to um, to respond to uh, messages that are crafted for them in particular. So consumers are getting more savvy too. What what are the biggest mistakes that you see clients making with pay per click? Um, as I as I said previously, and this this bears repeating because it's so important, they try to control the process. And unfortunately, they're just looking at a tiny little sliver of a big pro um, process, and they usually throw it off. What, what we generally tell them is, we can do what you want, but it's going to make your results worse. And so what we try to get them to do is, again, step back. And instead of focusing on the trees, look at the forest and say, more important than, than what the ad says that you're seeing on your screen is, how is it affecting your results? Are you seeing month over month more inquiries? Are you seeing a better class of potential clients coming in? If that's happening, mm -hmm. then the program mm -hmm. is working. Don't worry so much about how it's working. Let us worry about that. Worry about that it is working. Very good. Very good. So, you know, one of the best ways, Michael, to illustrate to listeners uh, what 
what you mean by that is maybe to tell us a quick story about a client that you've worked with and um, and where they were before you came in and maybe uh, what you recommended and what the results have been. Absolutely. And actually, the, the client I'm going to use is my own company in this because I can reveal things about strategies that I might not for other clients. Um, mm-hmm. But when Google was first bringing in um, extended uh, criteria that you could use to target people, one of them was day of week and time of day. So, for instance, um, you can adjust, you can give your bids a little bit more oomph on certain days or even times of day. And we did some, some testing and research and found out that we got the best results Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to 4 p.m. Now, Bill, you could pay me as much as you wanted, and I could not tell you why that worked. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. What matters is that the day that was telling us that, so we, we weight our ads so that they have um, more showing power and presence during those times, and we see the benefit of it. And that's an exact, exact example of something that is clearly not intuitive to almost anyone, and yet, and yet it works. And that's just, that's just one piece of the whole Google puzzle. That's fascinating, and you you learned that by doing a lot of testing and, and, and checking, right? I mean, this wasn't just, you don't just choose that. Now, in Las Vegas, Michael, they, they know that they they make the biggest uh, sounding, the, the noisiest slot machine go off near the buffet line when everybody's standing in the buffet line. So this is not, you know, you're, what you're, you're applying the Vegas buffet principle here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not accidental. It's not accidental, but it takes a lot of work and research to to figure that out in the first place, I would imagine. Well, the good thing is that Google's system will do a lot of the heavy lifting for you if you if you allow it. If you if you mm-hmm. work with the process, that's going to show you. You just need to understand it and trust it. That's great. It's a great point and you know that again comes back to the point of of working with people who are in the know who really uh, study this uh, and and Michael that's where you come in could you give our listeners uh, some brief uh, tips ideas or precautions before we uh, part ways today um, absolutely so when you're working with pay-per-click um, you want to avoid a couple of things one thing is hiring an agency that uses a very broad-based term like we can get you on the first page. Anyone can mm-hmm. get you on the first page. You know, uh, It's just a matter of money. What you should be looking for is somebody that says, we're going to look at your, your current sales results and, and um, you know, your, your product numbers, and we're going to improve them over time. And the other thing is um, I caution people against going in with too low of a budget. Um, this is something mm-hmm. we see... On a fairly regular basis, well, what can I get for you know three fifty a month? Right. And I always say, save your money. You know, hold on, <laughs> wait until you have a better budget, then we will tell you what we think a recommended range is. Wait until you get there. And I have told a number of potential clients, don't hire us until you're ready to spend the budget. Even though you would come in and pay us, it's the same to us whether you spend two hundred or you know twenty thousand. But it's not going to work for you. So hang on until you can hit a budget that's going to give you results. Otherwise, you're just throwing good money after bad. 
Great, great tips, great information. Uh, Michael, you're, you and I are both in a, a networking group called Provisors, a professional networking group that's, I don't know, but what, 40,000 strong here in Southern California. And I always hear great comments from people that have worked from with you, and, uh, and that goes a long way in my book. So uh, my, what's the best way for our, our uh, listeners to get in touch with you? And I understand you have a very um, uh, explanatory and helpful blog. So how do they get to that? Yeah, um, the website is the best way. It contains all the contact information. It's um, www.caroff, C-A-R-O-F-F, like frankfrank.com. And yes, we because of the issues I've talked about uh, during our, our discussion here, we've started to craft a number of articles, mostly in our blog, that actually will explain on a, you know, sort of a uh, understandable basis how some of these things work and what you should look for so that you can be more educated if and when you work with us or anyone. I love it. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I, I walk away with a page full of notes and uh, a lot of great information that I can use, and uh, I'm sure, I hope our listeners will get in touch with you, Michael. And once again, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Bill. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.